and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I'm Jordan. With me is Luke. 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 I'm an echo. Hello, everyone. I'm here. Indeed. Luke. <laughs> you are Luke, and you are here. I am. I'm here to feeling? talk about all these things that we're going to talk about. <laughs> here to talk about what exciting? we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful i i i don't know why i'm just noticing this now i think your mic might be unplugged mm. am i right about right. that hold on everyone quality control over awesome. here we talked for like 10 15 minutes prior to the show and i'm only I noticing set all this stuff up every time so that's why yeah i'm i'm recording on the same desk that my wife works on and so i have to Hello. Whoa, studio um, <laughs> quality all the sudden. I record on the same desk she works on, so it's like I can't really be having all this junk spread out. So yeah. Work from home life. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's uh it's funny because like I'm you know still in the middle of training and they're like, Yeah, I mean, it'll be great if you have like two, maybe even three monitors for your job. And I'm like here with this one. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to fit these other monitors. <laughs> I got two here for like my. Uh, you got to get an arm. An arm? Like an arm with that like can hold all three. Oh, my God. Yeah, because then you, it doesn't take up any of your desk space. You're right. I need to look so nice. One. My dad got one for his one, and it's just like a game changer. Because, you know, if you don't have a very big desk, I mean, those like stand things take up a lot of room i don't have to tell you this obviously that's what you're no i didn't right e- i now. didn't no i didn't even think <laughs> no about but the, the arm, arm yeah the arm's awesome yeah, yeah. that's great i could definitely that's really definitely not too expensive one. either i could get an it. arm <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i'm saying it's basically <laughs> the same thing as luke's hand that he gets replaced it's just the whole arm yeah the same thing look <laughs> i slept terribly last night oh, i just I'm had sorry. such a bad sleep you ever just it just happens like i don't know if you just wake up yeah at the wrong night time for me. oh boy gosh the disturbances yeah, that come sleeping. your way like i mean it's not just a child it's just i've always i've had trouble for years and years sleeping it's just a not an easy thing for me i hate that like wake up a lot in the night yeah, and I just lie awake, just being like, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep now. And then for whatever, it just doesn't work this time. Yeah. Like, nope, nope, yeah. nope, you're going to stay awake. And you're just like, yeah. y- you wish like you could just be like, well, I'm going to get up, do a few things, and I'm going to get tired again really quickly and then just go to sleep. No, it doesn't work that way. It's a nice sentiment. It is. <laughs> but you just kind of lay there, like kind of just with your eyes closed. But you're the same yeah. level of awakeness mm-hmm. the entire yeah. time. And then when you finally decide to open your eyes, like, you're like, I would rather just be here resting than doing something. So at least I'm resting. And yeah, not, that's true. Like conserving my energy for the day, at least. But uh, yeah, I don't know. When you actually sleep, I mean, it, it makes a complete difference. Oh, it's my just, gosh. It's insane. It's it's literally like if you had a, like the battery like on the charger and it was like, flipped the wrong way or something it's like you're not getting any juice in that battery <laughs> it's like maybe that battery's not being drained you know by the device that if it if it was in but it's not getting any juice that's how i feel like yeah. when I'm awake it's like i'm not getting repowered but at least i'm not like getting 
being more sleepy. You're on sleep I'm just mode. In this, like sedimentary state where I'm just yeah. like, well, this sucks. <laughs> but you're not actually sleeping, though. You're in sleep mode. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate it. I, I took a nap before the podcast, so we'll see how that affects the the quality of uh, of podcasting. <laughs> but you know, whatever, man. <sighs> a couple days, man. Only in two days we'll be butts and in seats staring at a screen about to watch we'll be seat butts yep i'm very excited i'm at that level where you know of excitement where i'm just like man i kind of just want these next two days to get over and done with so i can so i can watch spider-man that's the level i'm at it right now, always so. like hits me these movies it's like i don't know i guess it's because we talk about them so much it just always feels so far away and the days just chug by and all of a sudden it's like whoa we're actually we're here to see this right i think we like build it up to more than it is like whether it's the matrix or spider-man or well i mean 100 eternals i mean we've been talking about the eternals i think since like 2015 <laughs> and now we've like seen that movie and it's like i mean it's just you know it's part of the past now it is like yeah, a, a funny thing that happens. <laughs> it depends. Sometimes like it really depends on whether or not it's worth it. I mean, okay, it's not worth it, but you know, like if it feels <laughs> worth it, you know, cause like certain movies you talk about for probably what accumulates to like days of like energy yep. and like conversation mm-hmm. talking about them. Then it's over in like two hours, two and a half I hours. Know. And if the movie is bad or even just okay or just it was good, it's yeah. like you don't get that time back after that. But if it's like in game or Venom. even yeah, you're, exactly. yeah, God, <laughs> <laughs> where that movie never occupies space like Venom, yeah. but then like movies like End Game uh, or like Civil War, certain movies like that, I feel like yeah. That was worth it, you know, because like they've yeah. it's been years since Endgame and we're still freaking talking about Endgame. And so it's like, I feel like the hype was worth it in that case, but so rarely yeah. it is it, <laughs> you know, I think in the end with Spider-Man, it will be. I, I think so, too. But I do. That's a very uneducated opinion. Of course. <laughs> At this we point. both have not seen it. <laughs> yeah. It could very much be. a Oh, OK. That was a movie. And then we just kind of move on with our life. No, there's no way. No yeah way. i don't think we're so. too big of fans too big too big of fans but <laughs> i'm all excited I, I just want the next two days to go by fast so i can just be there and then i can just uh bask in the glory hopefully um indeed yeah, that's where i'm at <laughs> yeah i can't wait i'm excited i wish the theater wasn't so full when i bought my ticket but oh my be okay gosh. i got a decent seat i'm off to the side a little bit more than i'd like but it's not bad. I think it might be like two or three seats in from the right side in that same row you're in. Mm-hmm. So eh, whatever. It's not bad. You 720 know, RPX. Can't beat it. Absolutely. Being, At least I'm not in the front. We always talk ooh. about that. Like there's nothing worse than having to freaking crane your neck straight up to look at the screen. No. I would walk in and be like, nope, <laughs> just turn around and say, nope. Nope, nope. Rather see it late. Obviously, a ruinous experience (laughs) that I cannot abide. Rather see it late. I'd rather chance getting spoiled. I agree. I agree. Neck pain the whole time. I couldn't do it either, Luke. I I I completely agree with that. 
time. No, some no. of those theaters. I think we've talked about it, like the IMAX in like Orlando or something. They're just yeah. they're so laughable. Like why even have a seat? <laughs> Would ever want to do that? Yeah, it's like, like I'm pretty sure you could see like a pixel changing in front of you. <laughs> Your knees are against the screen. <laughs> Well, I've seen this pixel go from brown to yellow to red, and it looks <laughs> awesome. But people behind me seem to be having a good 200 time. 200 feet behind me seem to be looking at it really well. <laughs> Loving it. They're cheering. This pixel is really doing some work. <laughs> Guys, if this is you, if you found yourself uh, really oh on gosh. the outs when it comes to No oh. Way Home seats and you purchased that front row, oh. just don't. Maybe see it in a smaller screen in a more reasonable seat or maybe just a different time because i'm surprised the row doesn't le- stay empty i'm surprised when people buy right. that i'm like are you serious have you been to the theater like obviously not <laughs> these I mean, must be people that don't go to the theater yeah. and they're like well at least i'll get in like no it's not worth it just yeah. don't come it's like oh i'll don't see give the movie, them money will you <laughs> Maybe if it stays open long enough, they'll just take those seats out and add more like on the wall or something in the back. Like I would rather be like infinitely farther (laughs) back than be that close. (laughs) We've had very many of these moments when we're in the theater and like an IMAX, like in one of these big, (laughs) big movies. We've sat there for three hours waiting on everyone to file in. And then we see them. We see the people and we're like, oh, running out to get popcorn. And then they come in. They're like, oh, where's my seat? <laughs> oh my god. Bad news, buddy. You don't remember? I feel like a lot of those people try to like cut in on those like farther back ones. Oh, that's just the worst. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, this has gone on too long. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, what have you been watching slash playing slash listening to this week? I've got something that you're going to enjoy. Um you got something for me. So somehow I can't remember how I got on this, but I found this girl, Emil Weiss. E-M-I-L-I-E-W-E-I-S-S. I think that's how you say her name. And she does like praise and worship, like Christian music. Mm-hmm. She's just a real talent. She's really good. Um, but that's actually not what I wanted to recommend to you. I mean, I obviously would recommend her, but she is featured on an album by these guys, the Vanguard Room. I think this guy runs a recording studio down in Lakeland. You may yeah, know of them. It's called the Vanguard um, Room. Yeah, and I think it's just like that's the recording studio, and he just like made a band name with his recording studio name just so he could put out this Lakeland Christmas album that he did in 2019, and it is so good. Um, I think these are a lot of local artists. Um, The only one I really recognized was Aaron Marsh from Copeland. Copeland, I just Um, see that here. I'm going to favorite this right now. Every Pretty much every song I've listened to is just stellar, so... Just listen to all this, Jordan. You're going to love it. And uh, I think you'll really like Emil Weiss. Em- Emily? Maybe it's em- Emily. It looks like it's spelled like Emil, but I think it it's, must be Emily. Um, but she is. She's really good. She's got a really good voice. And that Aaron Marsh song is excellent. Snow. The Ice Storm. So good. Awesome. I'm going to definitely dive into this tomorrow during my yeah, morning routine. You'll like all of it. Apparently, they did like a where our friends have their like church down in Lakeland. Like they did a whole like live series with all the artists coming in over like three days, like playing their music. And that's amazing. Oh, but, but it was back in 2019. So that would have been we missed it. really fun to watch. <laughs> I can't remember the name of that hall, something hall. 
You know what I'm talking about down in Lakeland? It's like downtown Lakeland. Mm, yeah, I know uh, what you mean. I, I do. I really yeah. do, but I it's can't a, think of it either. It's a cool, cool venue, but yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, great album. How about you? Um, well, I have a Christmas thing as well, you know, per our usual arrangement, pretty much. Um, so been watching Hawkeye and uh, very, you know, we're going to talk about that show in time, um, but obviously very Christmassy and they have a different Christmas song at the end of each episode during the end credits. And one, I think it's episode mm-hmm. two or three has. Uh, We've started watching this. So. Oh, great. I you might have heard tell this. Song, you I'm then. in on all this. Um, we're up to date. It's episode yeah. four, right? That's the most yeah, they're recent. on episode four. Two yeah. episodes left. Um, this is on episode either two or three where they had a song that I was like, this song, what, what is this song? Why haven't I not heard of this song? This song's my jam. It's Sammy Davis Jr. Gingerbread man, man, this song yeah, I think is I remember awesome. That one. And I was like, what is this song? This is awesome. And I've listened to it like a lot of times. It's it's not even like, oh, wow, this is this amazing emotional or anything like that. It just, it sounds like a Christmas song that I've, should have already heard a million times because it's like that just some classic poppy you know old school christmas song you know and it's awesome i don't know i, I like it it's just the catchiest <laughs> thing it's been in my head ever since i heard it and i've been listening to it sammy davis jr gingerbread man it's silly. somebody put together like hand picked like all the songs and made a playlist called hawkeye soundtrack 2021 so. very nice you can see all the stuff that's in the show there. That's great. Yeah, it's delivering on the Christmas goods for sure. And uh, sweet yeah. gingerbread man, sweet Sammy Davis Jr. Sorry, oh sweet. This sweet looks like a really good man. playlist. I'm gonna. I need, have I need to, to check out the playlist too and keep put that one on. Not all Christmas, but <laughs> there's a lot of Christmas stuff in here. What I'm just the Avengers theme. <laughs> no, I think they stick really close to. The stuff. Well, yeah, you're right. They do some of that. Oh, really? I, mean, I was just. I don't. At the end, know. they have like the Avengers stuff. And, yeah, I Age see. of Ultron. Yeah. Maybe they play a little bit of that. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, That's Lou, awesome. What have you been watching slash playing this week? Well, we can talk about Hawkeye just real quick. I mean, yeah, I, let's talk about know, our feelings. I haven't watched Hawkeye. it at all um, up until this week, and I've watched it all, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's um. You know, it's somewhere in between. I, I've talked about how much I really enjoyed Loki, and I think that's been my just Disney Plus favorite thing that they've released, like just content-wise in general. Just really hit me in a way. And uh, Hawkeye's not far behind. I mean, I, I don't enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed Loki. I mean, obviously, all this is being said before the show's over, um, so I may things may speed up and I may really enjoy the ending enough that it'll push it up there with Loki, but uh, I'm really enjoying it overall. I mean, the Christmas thing really adds something to it that I think Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, (laughs) you know, it it just hits me. I'm just, I'm a Christmas boy. Like we said, sad boys and Christmas boys. I think a lot of times they go hand in hand. (laughs) That's, that's Jordan and I for you people. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, any, any kind of content, like we've said that has, um, it has Christmas and it, it's going to stick with me. So I love that. I, I love how there's like these family moments and there's just like Christmas is like plays a 
almost another you know like a co-star to the actual like show and what's going on like it plays a big role it's not just like this takes part during christmas but they actually like talk about like being home for christmas and christmas traditions and you know they show a lot of like iconic christmas places in new york during the whole show and i really love that about it i think they embedded that well into the show how about you yeah Uh, and you know to add to that like i think like they also use the christmas thing to like kind of forward the story in fun ways there's like this probably my favorite scene so far is when this isn't too much of a spoiler it's just something you might expect when when kate comes over to visit clint she just comes over to visit brings a pizza brings some christmas movies some christmas decorations and they just kind of bond and hang out and do decorate and watch watch christmas movies and it's just like i love this like i love that kind of that kind of stuff and it forwards the story to where they get to know each other more and you learn more about the characters um yeah i love that aspect i feel like they've done it really well to where it's like it's not just a backdrop like christmas isn't just a backdrop like it can often a lot of stuff does that so oh yeah they didn't have to do it the way they did it yeah, and it, it it's a lot of fun. Like I, I'm, it it's made me really, really warm to to the show itself. Not that I'm not interested in the uh, like the plot because I am, and I want to see what happens, and I'm interested, and I like Kate and I like Clint as usual. But you know, mm-hmm. um, the Christmas thing is a really great element to it. If you do not care for 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 that sort of stuff if like i don't know i feel like the show will still work for you um but not on the same level i think i feel like that's a really big part of the package deal of charm that the show has because it has other charming aspects but the christmas portion's a, a really big one for for me but yeah it's sure. good overall so i'm and there hasn't yeah. been like any marvel things that have done that so it's kind of right. cool yeah, it it does feel unique in a way for it to for it to do that and to say we're we're of series in like the or I know they might continue, but at least it feels like this is like a, almost like a Marvel Christmas special. I know at some point that also forwards the story, and it, it just feels unique in that way. I know like down the road we're going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Christmas special, but I, I doubt it will be like this to where it forwards the story in the same way and highlights a character that isn't highlighted and yeah, does new things with mm-hmm. them. And I, I think it's really special in a way, you know, yeah. it might not be as good as something like Hawkeye, but I mean, uh, Loki, um, but I think I'm right there with you. Like as far as my enjoyment, I'm yeah. But stuff surprised you, man. I mean, I did not think Loki was going to be that good. My, yeah. my expectations were like at a, four or five for that show i was like i've never been a huge fan of loki it's like he's fine i mean he just mm-hmm. kind of seemed like the girls guy kind of if that makes sense like <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, attractive and like girls swoon over him and it's like it's totally fine i mean he's a he's a great actor it's just he seemed like he was playing that role in the movies and so that's kind of what i expected from the show but he's not that at all in the show and yeah. so you know maybe upcoming shows will surprise us as well yeah so it's all very exciting i'm pleased that i'm enjoying it as much as i am got anything else buddy 
Oh, yes, I definitely, definitely do. This is the Halo show, just so everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, all Halo. this other stuff has been a precursor. Um, so I don't know if you want me to get into that now, but I have a lot of things to say about that. Let's let's <laughs> do what we just did. Yeah, let's uh, I, I got some stuff. You got some stuff. Go ahead and let's uh, talk Halo. So I am now sitting at playing 85 hours of this game. Mm. I have played this game so much <laughs> basically every night i just play this game and there's i i've played this game too much <laughs> and that's like a lot of that is campaign i've beaten the campaign now and i've about 95 percented everything on the entire map i've unlocked oh, wow. almost every single thing and i think i will 100 percent this game and it Maybe the first Xbox game I've ever hundred percented. Honestly, I just I'm not that kind of gamer. I just I jump in and I do a lot of stuff, but I usually don't like go and do every little thing. But this, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to give away the whole farm. So why don't you tell me what you've been thinking and how you've been enjoying the game before I continue? Okay, well, I haven't finished the campaign yet. Uh, maybe you could tell me. Like, I, I'm not super far into it i have just gotten out of the mining facility um in the uh campaign so there's like a mining facility um it's one of the main missions in the open world um where Mm -hmm. yeah you go down into the depths and uh there's a monitor there and all that stuff and you get that information you come out and so i've just come out maybe halfway yeah that's what it feels there's a lot of stuff left yeah, that's like, what it feels like to me. And like some of the parts I like went slower in. There was actually a point at which have you done the thing where you're checking off the beacons? Have you gotten to that? Where you like go to each beacon, you collect data, and there's like three of them, and then you get the data, and then you have to go to like the main one and unlock something. I don't I don't think you have. You'd know what I was so. talking about. Yeah. But I, I, I was starting that and then I like stopped and like did everything on the map. Basically, I don't think any of this is a spoiler. Um I don't no, think anybody will care. There's not like a, it. It's not that kind of. You can unlock the wasp on those um, those points on the map if you do like. Basically, they're not fetch quests, but they're the equivalent of fetch quests in other open world games. Yeah, like side quests. You know, they're, yeah. Yeah, that that's what I I like that they're not fetch quests. I think they no. they tie them very well into like the Master Chief story. It's like he's helping out the UN, UNSC troops, uh-huh. and some of them have been captured. So he goes to these points. He unlocks them and helps the troops that have been captured and yeah i think they play that really well but at, at a certain point you unlock you can unlock a wasp if you do enough of these missions to give you valor and at that point like then i was able to like fly over all over the map and do all these little things mm-hmm. to get all these checked off my list and i i just unlocked the uh, fob that's what they're called like forward operating bases um yeah so i just unlocked the last one on the map and so like each time you unlock an fob it like points out like spartan cores and the like chest with like stuff for multiplayer and so like all those have opened up now and that's the last one i have to do and all of 100 at everything wow awesome um, so i would recommend if you do care about doing those things like specifically focus on like getting the wasp so you can like unlock some of that stuff and if you do those like high value target missions you can unlock better weapons which then helps you in the campaign because then you can take those weapons into the battles Um, yeah but yeah you've got you've got a ways to go there's a lot of stuff once you get to like final like sequence that like then leads into the 
like final thing like there's no getting out of it for like like a bunch of hours you're like playing a lot of like hallways and missions and like different story elements are falling into place and I just have to say this story, like having played the whole campaign is just so good. It rivals Halo one to me. It's just so much fun. And there's so much nostalgic stuff that they throw back to. And it ties into stuff that you did in Halo one. And, you know, I, I honestly, I'd like played the crap out of Halo one, Halo two played a good amount of Halo three. I mean, all the multiplayers of all these games, I played a lot, but then like Halo four and, Halo 5, like, I really fell off on the campaigns, and Halo Reach, like, I barely played that game much. It just, I don't know. I know everyone, like, loves those games. I just, they weren't as much for me, and to me, this is, like, the resurgence of Halo, like, completely for me. Like, I can connect so much with the way, like, Chief moves and the weapon, the weapons, how they operate and how they feel and how they shoot. There's just... I'll just say it right now. Like this game's a 10 out of 10. It's a perfect game for me. Like this is not, you know, you compare it to some other games and sure those games might be better, but this is the perfect version of halo. This is everything I had wanted three, four, three to do. And I just cannot praise this game enough. Like having finished campaign, having played a ton of multiplayer now, like this is absolutely amazing. And I, you know, I complained a lot about how they took so long to, bring this out and i certainly stand by that i i can't believe it took them six years to bring out a game like this but i don't know it might be worth it if you know if it's if they can do this kind of quality um so i i certainly wish it could have come out a lot longer but i think all the th- complaints that everyone had about how it looked and all the concerns people had about open world how is that going to feel when it's you know a typically linear shooter shooter um for me, that's completely quelled. I just, I love so much about it. Like the things, the little issues that I had in multiplayer are completely changed in the campaign. Like the, the weapons operate differently and like yeah. the grapple shot operates differently and operates so much better. I've heard people on IGN shows say the same thing and I couldn't agree more. Like the grapple shot is amazing how well it fits into a world that absolutely never had anything even remotely like it. And it, even though it's like super overpowers you, it's amazing how it also is like, okay, like I still feel challenged, you know, in the battles with the banished, you know, covenant, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just amazing how that works. And the grapple shot, I just wanted to talk about it just for a second. Like, it's the craziest thing. Like you can literally go up a completely straight wall. You could just go up it. Just go straight up a wall. It's it's insane. You can climb anything with it. And like, as you unlock it and it can refresh faster, it, it becomes insane. It, it stuns the enemies and there's like this impact thing that can happen. And like, even in the campaign, like I wanted to finish. So I was like shooting it out onto the floor and then you can like do this like slide. So you like shoot out. Mm -hmm. And then like, when you get there, it slides. And then like, by the time you're done with your slide, you can almost shoot again. So it's like, shoot, slide, shoot, slide. And it's like really speeds up your movement a lot more, which is nice. Cause there's like long hallways. Sometimes like, I just want to get to the next story thing. Story's really cool. It leaves you. Well, yeah, there's some cool things that happen. I'll just say that there's a cool scene after the uh, credits as well. So, 
I'm excited for what's going to come. I think there's definitely going to be like DLC packs and stuff that are going to add on to the story. And that's something I kind of um, felt where it's like they could add on to this very easily. Like if they yeah. wanted to, so this is something going on in the map. This is something we've added to the map. Go and mm-hmm. beat this base that has a bunch of crazy stuff yep. going on. A tower appeal appeared where there's some more like yep. kind of more linear stuff in there. It's they've taken a lot from other games, but. I like how that still feels Halo. Yeah. Did that um, really well. I I think this is fantastic. I mean, I'm I haven't finished it yet, but I like when I'm when playing it, like I played it in like it's really like long stretch of time, which I like the time that I have played it, it was all pretty much just one stretch where I was like, I don't really want to stop right now because like it's so much fun one like i am into just the feel of the game like the not just like the 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 gameplay loop but the you know the story as well it's like when i say story i don't really mean the plot i mean just kind of the setup the setup's great like i i love this new ai that you have which at this point in the game that i'm at is just known as the weapon and um it's kind of made me like just be like wow again like it's been a long time since i've like felt this way been like but master chief is such a good central uh protagonist just because he's so ba he's so cool like it one it's like the things that he'll do in like certain moments but also just i feel like i don't know i feel like they've almost written i think they've written them better here to where it's like they've given him a lot of just cool things to say and his interaction with the weapon is like great like, I don't know. It's just like in moments where like um, like he's fighting one of the banished bosses and he's and he's like about to get pummeled and he's just like, chief, I see him or whatever. It's like just little things like that. He doesn't <laughs> say much. It's not like he's written in this yeah. way where he has a ton to say, but when he does say something, it feels cool or whatever. What are you going to do with one gun or whatever? He's like, it's enough. It's like, this is, yeah. he's cool. He's so yeah. freaking awesome. Just during so many moments in the game, I just would get like, chills where it's like oh and i just get pumped up playing the game and it's i don't know it's just a lot of fun like and as you were talking about the grapple it it is kind of uh like an overpowered thing but it kind of has to be i think because like there's there were parts like early in the game where i was like still getting used to it where i was like going up against this big line of enemies there was this one part like when i was had to cross a bridge and it was like all these enemies just kind of waiting for me. I didn't have the best guns, but I didn't really want to go anywhere else to like get better weapons. So I was like, I'm just going to beat this with the weapons that I have. And I was just getting killed and killed and killed. And I was like, I need to utilize my grapple so I can get some distance from these. And from that point, I was like, oh, I can do this now. Whereas before I was like, I can't do this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But once I mm-hmm. use the grapple, it kind of even the odds a little bit. And it's just, it's a lot of fun just having that. Uh, mobility to be like okay i'm gonna get up here get get a vantage point stun this and it it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. and it's like they make the banish like accurate enough to where it's like even when you're like dodging them and using the grapple like i feel like in previous games they'd be like they wouldn't have a chance but it's like no <laughs> like i played it yeah. on difficulty and i felt like it was just fine like there were times at which I like ran through some of the enemies, but most of the time I was like, I mean, I definitely died a lot of times playing this campaign and I'm a seasoned, you know, Halo player, but I don't know. Your, <laughs> your energy shield goes down and, you know, you're exposed like one shot from a grunt and it's over. So 
Yeah, yeah. it's like we laugh at the grunts. It's but a it's good. Like, it's a good balance. Yeah, it's like they're there to just be the there. There's a lot of them. Like Take I feel like in this shot. game, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them, and it's just like one are, is not hard. But if there's all these just around yeah. the map, and there's one that just gets the right shot, and that made the difference, and you're dead, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then, or a, a freaking uh, brute charges you or something yeah. like that. There's a lot of enemy. I was variety. trying to remember the the name of the guys with the shields. Like those guys. Those are the ones that frustrate me the most because there's oh, one banshees. spot. No. Is that it? Are they the banshees? No. Um, I forget. I know you're I, right. I'll remember it later. Um, gosh. But there's like one spot where they have that like blue or orange shield that they're holding up. And it's like, yeah. if you don't hit them there, it just bounces right off. Exactly. Like, like if you're so in the middle at all, you have to get like up to the side to where they'll go like, ah, or whatever. Or yeah. if you like get in the middle. Or throw a grenade. Like, yeah. yeah. Or throw a freaking grenade. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the enemy variety is really good. How they'll have like a few different types of grunts, a few different types of of the ones we can't say. And the brutes, there's like the ones that'll charge you. There's like the default ones that are just, you know, there to kind of shoot. And then there's the ones that come up and they have the armor with the ridiculous weapons that you really have to be concerned mm-hmm. with. And it really shakes up the, the jackals. gameplay. Jackals, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna finish it probably by the end of this week and it's really good it's really really good that's you know <laughs> people tell me like oh you know yeah i don't really like first person shooters i like halo you know because there's something <laughs> i don't like first person shooters i like halo that's great <laughs> there's something like there's something about it for me that just is special it, it separates itself in a way that it, it it's like almost like sometimes i get the feeling like I'm playing a fighting game or something like that, you know, just, just the way it feels sometimes where just, it, there's so many mix ups as far as close range and, you know, playing in the distance and somewhere in the middle, it, it that is kind of like a fighting game thing where there's like characters where you have to kind of like distance yourself. And then there you're mid ranging a character. It, it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. It, it's really, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, it just, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to say much more. I mean, like I said, it's it's a ten out of ten game for me, and uh, I'm just I'm so excited that three four three got it right. It, I don't know. I had so much concern that this campaign was not going to be what it ended up being. It just it took me on a journey that I really enjoyed, and as you see, you know, I, I really hope you finish the campaign. But there's there's just a lot of fun stuff that they connect back with like the old stories and they mm. refer to, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to know how much I can say, but yeah, there's just a lot of really cool things in here. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's enough of a challenge. It's enough of like a heart grabber that it just keeps you invested. And there's enough, um, times when you're engaged in that like classic halo like five seconds of fun that it just keeps you engaged like we said like you just don't want to stop playing sometimes that can be a bad thing but (laughs) in this case i mean for the game's sake it's it's a lot of fun and and like i've said like the multiplayer has the same kind of feel um i i still think you know there's a few tweaks i'd like with the multiplayer and i think there it would be nice to like have I don't know, a little more variety in the maps. Um, but like mm-hmm. overall, like playing the campaign, like the campaign is just it's great. Like 
And I, I wanted to just real quick, I, I was thought meant to bring this up, but like the whole open world aspect, just kind of how they how they handle it, like for at least from like the point I'm at, I feel like it's it's I think all honestly kind of what it needed. And, you know, it's like, yeah, and it's not 100 percent open world, which is a good thing. Like, I feel like everything is strung and like tied together in this open world. And a lot of the gameplay is in the open world, but they'll have these big like like towers that you go into or like mines that you go into which kind of go back to the linear aspect so you kind of get like the best of both worlds as far because i feel like if it was just open world and you were just in these big open world areas these big like areas where like a battle will basically go down like it's a trap chief or whatever like and you're just in this area for ages <laughs> fighting everyone um I, if it was just that i feel like you'd kind of miss some of the like more linear like hallway base or whatever you'll miss that mm -hmm. kind of hail going down elevators and stuff like that that's a, com a completely different feeling than a lot of the yeah. like open world stuff and the fact that you get the best of both worlds yeah i, think it's I love that the actual campaign is not open world at all yeah yeah that was really it was cool because when you saw that concept in the trailers, it was really hard to understand how that was going to be. I mean, it makes perfect sense now that I've seen it, but it was like, are there just going to be like these wide? And honestly, there is some of that in some of the battles when you're like out there, I was able to like, there was one part where they, I think it was when the, uh, you may not have gotten to this part when the uh, Pelican crashes. Did you play that part yet? I don't think so. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, but there's a point at which a, a pelican crashes and there's what? like a point at which it's like really nice to be able to go up and snipe. So I was able to like steal um, a banshee and then like fly up to a higher area and like approach it from that, which is cool because, you know, it uses that open world in a way to like advantage you. But then like you get right back into that like hallway shooter, like you were saying right. later in the game. Um, but it like it switches it up enough to where it's like I'm not always just going down the next hallway, shooting people in a room, going down a hallway, shooting people in a room because that can get a little boring. There's some really cool stuff at the end with that where they like, oh, there's just I can't tell you about it, but there's just some really cool things where they like switch up the environments. And I just I really like that. There's like these training facilities that you'll see later. It's like, wow, this is this is really cool. This is a good idea. Mm. I think the fact that we're kind of at the point as gamers where nothing, it doesn't need to be like completely open world anymore. I think there was like a point where it's like, Oh, well, so completely or whatever, but like even breath of the wild, like has dungeons where it's like, you'll see a loading screen and you're in a dungeon. So you, and, and it's better for that. Yeah. And I think like, I didn't want it to be like far cry, whatever where you're just like, okay, I'm going to go to this out outpost. Now this outpost, now this mm -hmm. outpost, or whatever and see how they can mix it up you know not to hate on that franchise but i didn't really want halo to do that and it mixes it, you do some of that but they mix it up in such a good way and you have the linear stuff too it's just yeah i don't know really good yeah i really, mean really finding good. like the caves and stuff like i don't know if you've like when you do everything like i have there's like these crazy like caves and nicks and crannies like in this map where like it's kind of what you were saying where it's like it's not all open world that's honestly like the coolest stuff it's like because yeah. because the open world's awesome you come out like you know early on in the campaign and you see this amazing beautiful world which one of the ign comments was like they'd wish that there was like some snow areas and like some desert areas just like some different tundra and i would definitely agree with that i do think 
they also said that they think that might be added. I definitely would say it's probably mm. going to be added. I think there's going to be like just whole islands and stuff that open up later. There's going to be like some story thing that's going to happen. Then it's like, oh, this this area has been created, and you know it's going to be a snowy area, and you know the stuff that a lot of these games have done in the past. But I think it'll make it a little cooler when it's like revealed in that way versus like all these areas are already there. So. Like, like you were saying earlier, it's like a skeleton they've put in place and then they're going to like flesh it out over the next, you know, five, 10 years, whatever. You're in like a broken portion of the halo ring where it's like, yeah. they could at any point be like, you'll hey, see as you go through the campaign, there's definitely like story stuff about that too. Awesome. So there's some really cool things that come up. Very I'm just cool. excited for you to finish it. I really think you'll, you get invested in the story. Like it's halo to me. It's had a good story, but. I don't know. Like I really connected with this one. I really enjoyed it. It just, it was interesting. It kept, kept my attention, like shooting like jackals and grunts, like over and over again, it can, it can get a little old, but yeah, the story like kept it fresh enough that it, I kept enjoying it. I'll have it finished by a uh, next podcast. So we could probably talk a little, little bit about it before uh, we do Spider-Man talk Good. some spoilers. So yeah, excited to finish it. <clears throat> Yeah, everybody out there, play it. So Do worth it. it. And also, it looks great. It looks great. <laughs> plays great. You know, so yeah, to go for it. Um, what else you got, man? Uh, that's it. I mean, we've been watching okay. some always sunny. <laughs> There's some Christmas yeah. stuff in there, but oh, shows great. Um, saw uh, West Side Story in theaters. Um, over the weekend. Yeah, and just uh, real quick, you know, I have a few things to say about it. I mean. I like the original uh, movie. Uh, it was in like the 60s or whatever. Um, yeah, that's a great movie. Um, and yeah, so Steven Spielberg is doing this. I'm kind of weird when it comes to this sort of thing because it's like with some of these musicals, I'm like, I don't really, sometimes I just don't see the point of doing it. Like, why would you remake that? Not because it's like, oh, that's holy ground or whatever. No, it's just like, what's, what's the point? What am I going to get that's new enough from this? That's going to make it feel because like, we always have that conversation. It was like, did this movie need to be made? Well, it's like no movie needs yep. to be made, but there's some movies that like specifically we feel like Home Alone last week. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about oh, we did um, this movie, though. It's so strange because I feel like this movie surpasses that original for me in almost every single way. And I'm really glad I saw it. <laughs> And it was really good, but I kind of feel the same way where it's like, <laughs> even still, I'm like, that was great. Like the singing, I think like yeah. Yeah, better singers. I think the choreography was insane. I think some of the stuff they did with story was better. I think they spent more time on some of these characters that improved the narrative overall. And yeah, I kind of still, and I, but it's West Side, it's West Side Story. I still kind of feel that same way where yeah. I'm just like, yeah. okay, maybe I do have the new version for me to where if it's like it's time of like I don't know, years go by and I'm like, I want to I feel like watching West Side Story. This will probably be the version I pick. This will be the one that I'm like, yeah, this is the most accessible. It has like it's more grounded, like it's it, it's just a better movie, in my opinion, like in almost every aspect. But it's, it's why it's kind of hard to talk about for me. I feel like 
Spielberg really did knock it out. It's like surprising when you like realize that this is his first musical that he's ever directed. And it's like, mm-hmm. like he's been doing it his whole life. This is really great. And yeah, I, I just, I wish I could feel more excited about it. Like, I wish I could feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just elated by the, my, my experience with this movie. But I just right. sitting in theater be like, that's good. Oh, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. That's that's yeah. nice, nice. And then at ending, I was like, "Yeah, that was really good. That was a great version of this of this story." And um, yeah, and I was talking to my wife; she saw it with me, and she feels the exact same way. She was kind of like, "Yeah, that was really good. It was better. It's West Side Story, <laughs> you know." And so it's kind of hard to. I, I feel like it's damning praise. I really feel that way but it's yeah i'm not trying to to do that it reminds me of how i feel like i would feel if somebody tried to redo like it's a wonderful life right like maybe you could even improve it but why what right. what would be necessary about that you know it, it's just it's hmm. i mean it's, it's also very similar to how i feel about home alone like right those those movies like in and of themselves there could be an argument that they're not masterpieces but for people who grew up with those movies and who like connected with those movies at a young age, they become this like nostalgic diamond <laughs> that it's like, right. it doesn't really matter what you do. Like I'm going to be super interested if you create a property with that name on it. And even if it's better, I'm still not going to like it as much as the original. So yeah, yeah I totally get what you mean. The reasons to remake something. I feel like if, if something can't be done technology, like, and from a technical standpoint, it's like, oh, we can do so much more now, like way more now where there's no way they could have done this. Like, there's a good argument for that. I feel like if it's a reimagining where you're like, I'm going to reimagine this whole thing and it's going to be very different. There, I think there's an argument for that. But I feel like this is uh, really in neither of those examples. Sure, there's some technical things that kind of help, but it's not like a special effects movie like and and. I don't know. It's just, it's really, really good. But I, you know, if you haven't seen West Side Story, though, yeah. I will say, I don't if think you, I ever have actually. If you want to see it, it's this. I mean, one thing I will say though, I, I think like, you know, at the time when West Side Story came out, I feel like the message that it had, um, mm, it's like, it's interesting. We deal with prejudice and, you know, like, and stuff like that now these days, of course, but the, the way it's addressed in these movies are in a way speaking to a different time. It, it really is. It's right. just like to where for me, it's like, yeah, you can take the messages and kind of what it's saying about human nature more than anything specific. You can kind of take that and what it says about like hatred and all that stuff and, and like take that and, uh, and it, it it works. It's not like it doesn't work. It's just it, it it you do feel like back then it was important. Now it feels just like yeah, t- tried and true thing. It's a it's a it's right. a Romeo and Juliet kind of story too. And 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 it's just and also I will say this though I w- I don't know if this is a way that it's worse or better. <laughs> it's kind of both than the original because like it takes its time in certain aspects. And like, so there'll be fight scenes in the uh, original movie and they'd be done like ballet. They'd be done more like a ballet where it's not like you're watching a fight mm-hmm. scene. And 
that it worked. I mean, that was the world it created. And this movie definitely has a lot of dancing and does have some of that. But most of the time when there's a fight scene that matters, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, it's like edge of your seat, kind of like even yeah. so there's a whole thing where it's like, even though I know what's happening, I'm like, no, no, not this time. Don't do it. Don't because oh. <laughs> you know this is a tragedy. And I, I don't I it, it don't it almost makes the movie because it spends so much more time and really there's this one scene that like is kind of it's a woman get in a really bad situation and it's just like sometimes in the original things would happen it would a lot more would be implied and it would go by so much more quicker where this one kind of spends more time with it it kind of makes it a little bit more depressing it really does so where it's almost like you go from it's not like ah i don't like lame is (laughs) yeah i mean it spends a lot of time in like a moment where you're just like this is really depressing sometimes but at the same time you go from that but most there's so much in the movie that's uplifting, like something really like they rearrange one of the songs, which is weird, where it's like something really bad happens. And like you're like, no. And then they sing like shortly, like after that, I feel pretty, which that song was originally a little bit before that stuff went mm-hmm. down. And mm-hmm. so it, it does have a little bit of that, maybe to where it's like some different creative choices. Yeah. Where some of it, I feel like it's great. Like, I think most of it's great. Like most of those choices are like, wow, that's really good. They give a, a they give a couple songs to a few different people and, and both choices. I'm like, those were the right choices to make. And those that, that was really smart, but I don't know. It, it, there's a few things where I don't know if it's a tone issue to where it's like, because towards the end, there's so much dark stuff that happens. It, it's almost like, I don't know. It's I've always had the same problem with West Side Story, I guess. Like there's so much at the beginning that's like, oh, it's a fun movie. Oh, puppy dog, puppy love or whatever. And then they go into some really just depressing things at the end which i'm just and there's like not a not really a a good or happy thing about it it's not like the worst thing ever but it's like at the end i'm just like man ugh, i don't know that's maybe just a taste thing that's just kind of how i guess feel about west side story in general and that is a little bit more amplified it's not a problem it's just i don't know it being a better movie makes the parts about it that are depressing more depressing you know and the fun plus fun stuff is more fun and the depressing stuff is more depressing so you have that yeah weird thing i'm gonna move on um it's really <laughs> great if you haven't seen west side story this is the one to see if you're interested um yeah um christmas stuff man um watch some of the stuff i'm gonna roll right through deck the halls watch deck the halls i don't really think that's a good movie but i put it on sometimes um <laughs> I don't know. It, oh it's, man. <laughs> it's just one of those ones where I'm, just, where I'm just like, wow, these people are so terrible, <laughs> but I don't know. I, it, it, it has some fun, fun parts. And like <laughs> Amber's mom came over and like, they were like picking out a Christmas movie and, um, and I was just like, okay, yeah, pick out a Christmas movie, but you know, and then, so like, I, I went to the bathroom and came back and this is the one that her mom selected. And I was like, okay you know it's one of those things where it's i really like, do like that one honestly though if that really being said like it. it's like the fact that i'm watching it with her you know i, I probably <laughs> this is kind of a movie i just kind of put on while i'm doing other things but it's funny like when like a parent's like that one 
<laughs> like, <laughs> all right, but she liked it. She 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 was laughing. She was having a good time. Is but. that the Danny DeVito one? Danny DeVito, yeah, Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a movie. Um, and the holiday. So the holiday is a movie I have not seen in a very long time. I haven't seen like yeah. probably my since wife enjoys that one. Came out. Um, it's a good movie. Uh, that being said, Christmas, the Christmas aspect is very understated. I will yeah, say I wouldn't re- really recommend it for like, if you're really wanting a Christmas, Christmas yeah. movie, it's all happening yeah. during Christmas, not super Christmas movie, It's not super Christmassy, slightly Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. I mean, we were talking about this sort of thing about how there's kind of like a death of romantic movies or rom-coms or whatever, to mm-hmm. where it's like there was a quality and now there's not, it's like yeah. you have this movie that has Kate, freaking winslet in it this like a plus actor it's never gonna happen these days you're n- never gonna make a movie like this with some with this kind of quality yeah. it, it, it's good it's i like it. it is a sad thought i enjoyed it but christmas not so much um this is the new one that i i watched uh it's on netflix it's uh called let it snow um, I don't know if this is this is one I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that one. I think. Oh, you saw it? Okay, so <laughs> I think so. I think I saw it last year. I'm gonna maybe, look it up. Maybe you did. Let me see if like so. This is kind of like the we talked a little bit about um, Love Actually last week, where you you uh, you guys watched that. No, um, I haven't seen this one. No. Okay. Well, this does the Love Actually thing, where it's like here's a bunch of stories, here's a bunch of like love stories, sort hmm. of. Well, not all of them were love stories. You might have to watch this one. Most of them are love stories. Um, it's kind of like what you say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we talked about uh, love. Actually, I feel so like I don't think I've even heard of this one. Yeah, it, so it's a Netflix one, but it's not a Netflix one. It's a Netflix it's one. Spider-Man dude in it. Yeah, it's got Ned <laughs> in it. Ned, yeah. It's got a couple of people in it. Um, the girl who's in Sabrina that I haven't seen, and the girl who was in Dora. She was uh, in that live action version of Dora, mm-hmm. but she was good in it, and she's good right. here actually. So, um, a lot of young actors. Yeah, it's a very young movie. I mean, I'll, I'll say that it's not like I'd say it's young, but it's not like it's not. Hmm. The person who was making it like really, um, really tried. So it's not young, but it's not like mm-hmm. pandering young. It's not like that kind of young. It is young, where it has like a lot of great pop music in it. Actually, I love the soundtrack to this movie. It's actually really good soundtrack. A lot of great pop songs, and um, yeah, like so we talked about how with Love Actually, I feel like the <clears throat> I feel personally in Love Actually, there's mo- mo- a lot of the stories are mediocre but they're like really elevated by these great charming british actors who just like really pump life into them where this one i feel like the stories are better like i feel like there's some really Mm -hmm. interesting like stories that you like to see these kids in and i feel like the characters are good and you're like yeah i'm rooting for these characters to get what they want and that you know rom-com sort of feel or whatever um but yeah, I mean, the actors aren't as incredible as something like um, Love Actually. They're good. They're good. They're, these are, you know, perfectly fine like actors. But yeah, this is one to watch, I would say. I feel like this, I saw like seeing it, and I was like, that no. I turned to Amber. I was like, that was a good one. We watched it before, like right before the Game Awards. It's one of those Netflix worth a watch kind of movies. It's definitely <laughs> worth a watch. I feel like it's. Um, with so many like Christmas stuff on Netflix, yep. they, they make so much like kind of uh, 
Christmas stuff gets forgiven during the Christmas season for yeah. having a little bit of crap in it. I mean, and and I think it does stand apart because like they have you know all the princess switch and oh. you know uh, Christmas inheritance like yeah. all that stuff. It's like this this isn't so that much of the lowbrow stuff. Yeah. yeah, this isn't that. This is a movie I could have imagined at some point coming to theaters. Like this is a yeah. higher caliber of a. Uh, there's so many of those sure. that I it's like girl yeah. guy pictured in like some kind of embrace. It's like yeah. every one of the holiday, a California Christmas, Christmas inheritance, yeah, the night before Christmas, holiday calendar, like oh all yeah, the same things. Yeah, and, you know, and, and there's a part of me that sometimes we'll put those on and we'll have a laugh. Oh, geez, we'll roll our eyes, whatever, but have fun with them or whatever. But Th- that this is in a different category where it's like this is actually a movie <laughs> you know <laughs> this is actually a movie <laughs> uh, not just uh low-hanging fruit for uh the netflix no. executives or whatever <laughs> this is actually something that uh, someone put effort into and um it's based on a book i believe actually so i mean it's always glad it to hear there's a decent christmas movie out there that i haven't seen there is. I'd, I'd say this is one worth checking out. I mean, don't, it's not going to blow anyone's mind, but it's a good one. I don't know. It's a good one. Um, lastly, I feel like this is kind of going to roll into the game awards kind of discussion or whatever, but um, so yeah, um, matrix awakens. We talked a little bit about that last week and it released, I guess, during the game awards, I played it the following day, you know, it was su- obviously super late by the time the uh, game awards were over. Were you able to either see footage of it or play any of it? No, I played the whole thing. I played it like right after you told me it was available. I downloaded it right after our show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I'm I live in this space where I like I enjoy superhero stuff. I enjoy movies. Um, but honestly, my first love is just technology. It's like it's just my passion. I just I really, I love to be educated about it. I love to know like down to the like ones and zeros, how it works. Um, And it's pretty much any technology of any kind, like whether it's medical technology or, you know, how cell phone towers work or how like nuclear reactors work. Like I want to know all that. So um, this, you know, this specific thing, which, you know, it doesn't take someone like me to think it's interesting, but uh, especially for me, it was like, this is a, this is a unique thing here. This is a tech demo, you know, that's yeah. a video game. That's also like a part of one of my favorite movie series that's ever happened. So like it sits in these three spaces that are like passions of mine. So I especially found this interesting, um, but, you know, playing it, it was like, okay, this is fine. I mean, you know, it's like, it's a very subpar game itself. This is very much something that if you're coming into it to be like, this is the new, you know, matrix experience. Like, no, that's not at all. This is, this is very much a tech demo, which is mm-hmm. what you had yep. told me. And I, and I definitely second your sentiment that you texted me. Um, but I mean, it's very interesting. It's like, I feel like it gives you a little feel of what the movie is going to be like. Very little. Um, there's a very teasery intro at the beginning that, you know, talks about what is real and <laughs> references the old movies, but Honestly, the main thing that you're going to get out of this is if you go and watch like the Digital Foundry guys, like really geek out and like explain to you what's going on and, you know, the different technologies that um, I want to say unreal, but uh, what's 
what's their name? The studio that produced the Unreal Engine. Epic. Epic, yeah. That like these technologies that Epic has developed and now like it's kind of this demo, I feel like from the way the guys were explaining is kind of a culmination of all these things coming together to be like, this is the best of what we have at this point and uh, how they've improved on a lot of the technologies that started, you know, with the new PS five Xbox series X and the, uh, you know, obviously the unreal five engine, but it's like, there's a lot of extra like technologies that they've added on to the unreal five engine to like help create assets faster and kind of, you know, kind of what I had been talking about how, like, I feel like these huge games have a chance of being developed a little faster because these tools have gotten better. And I think this is a perfect example of some of those tools that, make world creating better and and more high fidelity and you know just you can create high, higher fidelity assets faster and, and produce huge open worlds like this so yeah it gives me some hope for like you know the next elder scrolls game and you know gta stuff like that anyways yeah i'm just this was really cool it was cool to mm-hmm. to watch the digital foundry guys like really geek out on this whole demo but you know the demo itself like playing it I found it a little boring, honestly. It was just like, this is really cool, but it's also kind of boring. Like at the, at the end, you're you know flying around the island and like checking out like how you know high fidelity it is, and it's really neat. And there's like a switching filter where you can like see like how many polygons are going on, and yeah, there's just a lot of cool things in this. It's it's one of those things. It's just like, what? <laughs> like where did this come from? Just yeah, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you're, they don't expect like any sort of game. There's no game really here. It, it is 100% like a tech demo with a Matrix skin is what I would say. So it, it's it's cool in that regard. It's a really good fit to be like, hey, we're going to use the Matrix and not just here's Joe Schmo and City Town or whatever. No, this is like, you know, a vessel in which to show off where they're at. And um, it's pretty awesome. You know, it's like the whole the opening sequence or whatever, where you're um, the first, the cut scene and then the uh, car chase, like that was really awesome, really cool. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. But in my head, I was like, I wonder what kind of trickery is going on here. But then like at the point where it's like, okay, it just releases you into that city to just to walk around and like walk around the city. At that point, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know, kind of like, so all that, was happening in this city that I'm just walking around freely in, you know, because when I usually see like a car chase or something like that in a game, I always like kind of just assume, okay, whatever is around the corner, <laughs> basically from wherever your line of sight is, is just not rendered fully or whatever. But this is just like, oh no, the entire city is pretty much rendered. It's insane. That's crazy. And so just like walk around as the character and get into a car and, it's crazy just to kind of just look around. It, it really is. It's not something you're going to do for a long time, but just to experience the engine and go like, wow, I saw a lot of people on uh, Twitter, like uh, take, taking advantage of the photo mode in the city and just like taking all these pictures. I'm like, holy crap. Some of that looks r- real, just flat out. It looks like if I, someone was to show me this, I'd be like, oh, wow, cool picture. Yeah, it, it's it really is crazy. I mean, it, in ways that like someone who isn't like a digital foundry or whatever, I can't, some of it I like can't perceive and put into words, like just to look out in the distance and to look at the building. I'm like, wow, that just looks more detailed, more grander 
and the way the lighting is, it's just, it looks more big and more real in, in ways that I'm like, wow, holy crap. Okay. So um, we were going to talk a little bit about the game awards, but Luke had a family emergency kind of pop up that he had to address immediately. So we're going to kind of touch base on that maybe a little bit, probably next week and we'll kind of leave you with uh, how the episode as is uh, just so we can post something this week, but um, yeah, tune in next week. We'll talk about Spider-Man and all that stuff and uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye.